Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the Road to Indie Insider Podcast. My name is Rob Howden. Of course, wrapping up the breakdown of the last race that we were at, uh, at Road America. I already got that wrapped up. I had my good friend Steve Wittick on with me, but... This particular uh, edition of the, the podcast, more of a, kind of a hot seat, more of a, a focus on, on the drivers as we've done through the offseason and really happy to be joined here today by the driver who currently leads the way in the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, Braden Eves at a new Albany, Ohio driver of the number eight USF 17 for Cape Motorsports, 20 years of age. Uh, Braden, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for inviting me to uh, join, Rob. Well, let's have, let's have a look at the career, because obviously, Braden, one of the things I like to do with these podcasts is kind of educate people who may not know where you've come from, what you've done. Because a lot of the times, you know, IndyCar fans uh, will be there at an IndyCar weekend. All of a sudden, these new drivers show up every year in USF 2000, but they don't really get where they, they've come from. And of course, with what I do with eCardingNews.com and all the races I announce, I've had a chance to kind of follow your career quite a bit. Uh, wait, what year did you actually get started in karting? I got started in karting in 2005 when I was a, a ripe six years of age. Wow, man, that's crazy. Uh, where, where did you start? What was the, what was the first track you were at? Uh, actually, the first track that I ran at is uh, Circleville Raceway Park, yeah. um, a track that's local to me, just about a, an hour south of where I live. And uh, I got started uh, in kid karts, like a lot of people in karting, and uh, yep. just kind of took off from there. And, you know, you obviously you got started, you said in 05. You, you, if you push forward and see this kind of stuff you've done through like 2011, 2012, that's when you really started to step things up. Uh, you know, obviously running in the, the World Karting Association Manufacturers Cup, the Great Lakes Sprint Series. Uh, you were there when they kind of launched the United States Pro Kart Series as well. You've, you've competed in the Super Nationals, the Super Karts USA Super Nationals, uh, and just a lot of great success coming through. Second place in the USPKS, which is that United States Pro Kart Series in 2014. Uh, fast forward to 2016, 2017, when you kind of stepped your way into the limelight uh, in the, you know, the, the tag junior and tag senior categories uh, senior, of course, in 16 uh, you were actually, this is the one thing, Braden, and I, and I try to get this across to a lot of people when I, you know, cause there's so many, if, if anybody w- w- listens to, to racers, everybody's a champion, right? Everybody's a national champion in karting. <laughs> everybody has that on their resume. You actually, you didn't win the actual championship, but you've actually won at that very top level. And I mean, the Supercarts USA Pro Tour, that's probably one of the hardest races to win. You, you've won WK championships, but you're actually a pro, excuse a pro tour race winner. Not a lot of guys in the road Indy can say that. Yeah, for sure. There's so many series in Cardin that it can get kind of muffled, but for sure. I mean, the Scusa pro tour over the years has just been uh, the absolute uh, pinnacle of karting here in in the United States and the super nationals as well as one of the biggest races in the entire world. And um, I'm really, you know, I was really fortunate to have the success that I had in, in karting, um, both in the WK Manufacturers Cup levels and the Scusa Pro Tour winning. And it's, uh, it's it was uh, a lot of fun. You know, one of the things that when we talk to a lot of guys, whether it's like, like Oliver Askew or, or Kyle Kirkwood, you know, I put you into that kind of realm of what you're able to do as a carter and then move forward. You also ended up running in Europe as well. One of, one of my favorite events, which is the Rock Cup International Final at South Garda. Can you talk about the experience of, of running overseas? Because that's not, that's not what everybody gets a chance to do. 
Oh yeah, that was that was one of the coolest experiences of my life for sure. Um, I went over there with the Vemicart factory and uh, worked very closely with Lorenzo Mandarino, um, a past road to Indy driver as well. So that was cool. Um, but it was just uh, the level of competition over there is just so much, and there's so many drivers from so many different countries, and it's like it's just a really cool experience because over here in the United States, you kind of you kind of know everyone you're driving against, but when you go overseas, that was one of the really cool things was it was like every single person out there it was learning how they drive, and it was just kind of uh, completely everything was completely new to me, and um, we ended up uh, you know we. Uh, we were we were right there. We didn't exactly get the result we wanted, but we were eighth out of uh, I think it was like seventy five or so. So there's a lot of drivers over there, and I definitely can't complain with that result. So it was really no, I, good. Yeah, I think you should be pretty happy with that. I had a chance to announce that race a couple of times, and as you said, the, you know the field's like seventy to eighty drivers, and a lot of them being Italians, they've run at that South Garden Circuit as well in Italy. They they've raced, they, they test there, they practice there, and you have to roll in, you know, and get up to speed quickly. It's not easy. <laughs> No, not at all. And uh, yeah, the competition level is just so high over there. Let's talk about you jumping into cars. You made the move uh, in 2000. It was it 2017, I believe, when you made the move to cars in F4? Was that was an F4 your first car? Did you did you do some F1600 racing first? Um, actually, if you uh, rewind the clock a little bit, my first um, my first car experience was back in Skip Barber. I did uh, a three day school and then a yeah. two day school, and I, I actually competed in the Car Scar Shootout back in 2014. Um, and I think I placed fourth in that, and then kind of just focused on karting for a while. Um, got got older and a lot more experienced, and then uh, back in 2017. I had the two-day test with uh, Jay Howard, driver development in F4, and yep. it went so well, just like straight out of the gate, um, that we uh, we decided to go ahead and and compete in the the second round of the F4 US Championship at Indy, and it, it was just you know that race was it was like the stars aligned almost. I mean, to go in my first race, like I did not know where I was as a driver in in race cars at all and uh like right out of the gate was top two you know threatening kyle for the pole position so that was uh that was my first race and you know everything just went right that weekend and that's kind of how everything got started in car racing talk a little bit about your your f4 program obviously i think you finished six that year in 2017 uh, you got the win bunch of podium finishes uh you know, a lot of top fours are just a really good kind of debut in cars, which I think is always important. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it just helps to go out and get those results straight away. Um, it helped out a lot with um, getting the funding to do more and more races. Yeah. And uh, right out of the gate, you know, that was, well, that was the only race that we were expecting to do that year was at Indy. And then because it went so well, I was able to uh, put together some more funding to do the last two races. And in my second, my second uh, weekend in cars, I was able to pick up my first win. So then we were focused on um, just getting more experience and, and lining everything up for the next season. But by the time the next season rolled around, it was just uh, a bit of a, a disappointing um, series of events with some mechanical issues. And I got crashed out a little bit. So we decided to, uh, as well as um, the health issues that were going on at that time, um, everything was just kind of, uh, not going too well. So I kind of took a step back 
and uh, focused on the Team USA scholarship last year, and yep. and uh, you know focused on uh, focus my uh, efforts elsewhere. Well, I, I know you did a couple a couple of different things, which I thought was interesting, right? You, you did run a number of of the F four US championship races. You also did some of the F sixteen hundred championship series events as well. Did you did you do a full weekend with them? Was it just one weekend, or did you do two weekends with F sixteen hundred? Yeah, I did the one weekend with Rice Race Prep, and yep. uh, that was. Uh, you know, Jeremy Shaw from Team USA Scholarship was like, you know, I think this will be really good for you. And it, it was, it was a really good experience for me to uh, get it, just go back, um, take almost a step back a little bit, but I don't really think of it as a step back from F4. Yeah, I don't either. Um, I don't either. So, you know, a little bit, a little bit slower, but you know, you take that downforce away and there's a lot to learn there. So I just focused on that and, um, was able to get a couple of wins there and a ton more experience just in a different car and um, with the the H pattern gearbox as well. So it was a really good learning experience That's overall true. for me. Yeah, and then you throw yourself into the deep end in the in the road to Indy. Uh, you decide you're going to go to the finale uh, of the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship at Portland. Uh, you run it with Newman Walks Racing. You end up with a sixth place finish in your first race weekend with the series, which I thought again I I'm always of the mind. And this is why I like what you've done. It's what I would tell anybody to do. And that's stay in karting, run some senior karting, because you know how absolutely competitive it is, the senior karting at the national level. That's something different than junior. Um, and then you jump right in and do well. Obviously, you, you ran a bunch of different cars. As you said, you did the F1600. You did some F4. Uh, but that, what, what were your thoughts on that debut weekend in Portland for USF 2000? You know, looking back on it, you know, I'm really impressed with what I was able to do at the time. Um, like at the time, I was really hard on myself because I always think, you know, I always push for the win everywhere I go. And it was just, we were that little bit off. But looking back, you know, I had, that was like two weeks before I went in for surgery. And we were able to really work forward as a team with Newman Walks Racing at the time um, and get, you know, we were within uh, just a few tenths of, of the the winning guys and um you know it was a really good opportunity for me to get experience in the car working with uh, another new engineer another new team and uh just get my feet wet a little bit so i think it was a really good debut and it definitely helped a lot going into this season having that that road to indy race already under my belt yeah i agree with you now let's so let's set the stage now because obviously you'd said the kind of focus you had after having some issues with the f4 was to maybe look more at the team usa scholarship now those that don't know about the program jeremy shaw of course the noted journalist and and race announcer has been around for forever and he's done this team usa scholarship where he picks a couple of young americans he's got a bunch of great funding from from motorsports uh, enthusiasts and companies takes two drivers over to europe uh, he's taken them to, to uh, New Zealand before, but primarily now it's F1600. You go run with uh, Cliff Dempsey Racing. You run the For Formula Ford Festival. You run Walter Hayes Trophy. A lot of young drivers are looking at that as something they can do to get their name, of course, in the spotlight, the amazing experience of it. You end up getting into the Team USA Scholarship. You know, you're part of the, the shootout, the whole deal. You end up winning a, a, a seat in the Team USA Scholarship, but you're not able to complete uh, compete in Europe. You, you weren't able to go to England for those events. Fill us in on what exactly was. You've mentioned the fact that you had surgery a couple of times. You mentioned the fact that there was some issues. Let's talk about that a little bit here. I know it's it's not really something you want to focus on, but it's it was the reality of 2018 for you. What, what happened? 
Yeah, so throughout the season, I remember as early back as uh, February, March, I started just feeling like something wasn't quite right in uh, my left hand when I would drive. It would become just kind of like weak throughout a session. And uh, I went, started going to the doctor and at first they were like, oh, it might be carpal tunnel. It might be this and that. And uh, some misdiagnoses pushed it back way back and it, it ended up getting much, much worse. And what it ended up being was um, I actually had an aneurysm caused by my rib and uh, collarbone pinching off the artery. So was that, that was sending blood clots all down my arm. And apparently this had been going on for years, though wow. um, the symptoms didn't come up until just last year. So I finally ended up getting it diagnosed um, just after Portland. I went into the hospital and they uh, they had some um, – what's uh, – I forget what the, the term is, but they ended up looking at um, – like they they injected dye into my blood and looked at okay. where yep. where the the blockage was and they ended up finding out what all the you know about the aneurysm and the blood clots and all that so that ended up um and that was just after the team USA scholarship and just after Portland um so I was actually in the hospital when Jeremy Shaw called me to tell me I win or I won the, the scholarship, which definitely wasn't ideal. But at the time, there was still a possibility because I was told um, the recovery time might be like four weeks, four to six weeks. And England was going to be in like six weeks. But looking back, there's no way I was fit enough to, to drive a race car at the time. And I ended Is up it, having uh, to decline. So are you fine now? Are you clean bill of health now? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm good. Um, it's, de it's definitely not like, there's definitely still a difference because when they, uh, when they did the surgery, um, there's actually like multiple arteries that go down your arm and one of them was completely blocked off and it had been for a long time. So they weren't able to salvage that one, but the other one they were able to clear up and it's, it has good blood flow, but it's definitely not like, hundred percent as though it was, it's new again, but wow. as far as affecting me on track, no, I mean, I have to, I feel like I have to train harder in the gym to make sure that I'm fitter than everyone else because of that. But, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm definitely not going to let it hold me back and, uh, it hasn't so far. So, well, it's interesting, you know, and I'm, I'm, first off, I'm happy to hear that. That's awesome. Now, secondly, you just watch what you've done coming through, through your karting career, how you kind of tried different cars, uh, as you were settling into your, your your car career after after you know as you said refocusing on karting for a couple of years, let's talk about how this season's gone because you know obviously we're speaking with Braden Eves, uh, driver of the number eight for Cape Motorsports. You are the point leader. You uh, I always I always find it interesting talking to young drivers this part far into the season of you know what their expectations were coming in. You never know. Obviously joining Cape Motorsports, you know their their history. Uh, you know what they've been able to do. Uh, you know, you get into the car and go racing at St. Petersburg. It's kind of a, everybody's not sure what's going to happen. And you just, you just kind of get going and you end up winning the first race of the year. You're running third of the final lap of race number two. You're, you're, you know, you were lined up for a podium, but there's an incident between the first two drivers, the leader and the, and the second place driver, you roll through to get another victory. And then you go to Indianapolis and you sweep Indianapolis, uh, tell me about those first four races, those four wins. Uh, like there's no way you could have expected that was what was going to happen. 
No, not at all. And, uh, you know, all through off-season testing, um, obviously Darren has the, the the experience advantage on me. And he was so quick, you know, pushing me all through testing. I think I was lagging just a little bit behind. He was just a bit faster on average than me in testing. So I knew that, um, you know, as I got more experience, I would get better and better. Um, but especially like St. Pete, where there's such l- limited amount of testing, I definitely was yeah. just going in there looking at it as – okay, well, I just need to make sure that I finish these races and get good points because later on, you know, this it's a long season. So this first race, as long as I come out with good points, isn't going to be the deciding factor in the season at all. So I go it's in. Tri- keep going. Keep going. So I go in and uh, just kind of focus on finishing. And, uh, you know, the cars were just so fast that weekend. Um, me and Darren were definitely the quickest two people all weekend. Um, Darren had that issue in qualifying. And I think for sure, I think that he would have got the pole had he not. But, um, you know, I ended up being on the pole because he was uh, he had that issue. And yep, then I ended up being second in the second race for qualifying. And starting from the pole is a huge help, especially on street courses. So I was able to kind of uh, run away with that win in race one, uh, which was a huge confidence boost to get that win straight away. And then in race two, um, you know, Rasmussen was putting the pressure on. He got the jump on me on the start, got in a second. Um, and uh, kind of him and Darren were definitely the pace setters in uh, race two. And again, I was just kind of trying to finish and get good points. So I was just kind of sitting back. And uh, fortunately enough, they ended up, uh, you know, getting out of the way for me and and, and uh, allowing me to win the race. But, you know, such a good result in those that first weekend. Uh, so how does that first weekend, obviously, you know, we here the, the thing about the schedule this year, right? It's two months off between St. Petersburg until you're back on the racetrack again at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road, road course. Can you talk a little bit about how maybe those two wins changed your mindset moving into the second weekend of the series? Uh, I would say confi- more confidence, more with diff- different expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely a lot more confidence as far as points go, you know, going in with the lead gives you a lot more confidence. But I still knew deep down that Darren had the pace on me in uh, at St. Pete. And I knew that I, I, I had to uh, find something in myself to be able to go after the championship, you know, because if, if I just let him uh, keep being faster than me every race, then I wasn't going to end up winning the championship. So yeah. I knew that I had to find those last two tenths in myself. And there was a lot of reflecting on my driving from St. Pete going into Indy as well as, um, you know, I've driven at Indy before, so that helped out a lot as well. And, you know, I ended up finding that last little bit and, uh, Indy was just, that was the biggest confidence boost for me was going in, leading every single session on the, uh, every single official session on the track and getting those, those, that qualifying record and race lap record as well. It's just like, man, you know, I know that I can do this now. So and that, that, I love that. And that's, and that's not surprising, right? Because I always, I've always said this about the road to Indy is it's the rookie drivers that come into any of the levels. I don't care if it's at the Indy pro 2000 or Indy lights that, you know, they're going to be learning the car learning the tracks or whatever it may be for the first half of the season. Then they really come on in the second half because they've caught up in, in certain terms of experience and, and confidence. Now, then we let's go to this next run, the end of May uh, at Lucas Oil Raceway and the end of June, the race we just com- completed at, at Road America. 
you had things going really easy, right? At the start of the season, to a certain extent, you guys are bad fast. You're qualifying up front. You absolutely, you know, you control everything in Indianapolis. Then you go to the oval at Lucas Oil Raceway and the Cape guys, you guys aren't right there. You know, you're off a little bit, but you step it up and still come up at the top five. Then you go to Road America. And I think you, I think you were back, you were like 10th at one point. You kind of worked your way forward in terms of where you were on the speed charts and you come out with two solid results again and then win again in, in race number two. You know, let's, there's one thing about those first four races instilling a lot of experience in you, a lot of confidence and momentum, but then you get challenged at Lucas Oil Raceway where you say, Hey, you know what? I wasn't the guy to be able to win here. And then you go to Road America and you're kind of behind a little bit, but you keep chipping away at every session. Was there a lot of growth for you as a driver, maybe in, and in, in your, in your speaking with, and you know, your discussions with Kate, the Kate boys of how to kind of address a weekend like, like you had at Road America? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Lucas Oil was definitely a tough weekend um, going in. Obviously, it's a lot of our first over races in the series, and um, we had a, a test prior, and and uh, you know the two days definitely helped me at the te- the our our uh, team test. But Lucas Oil, it's just the oval racing is so detail oriented. I think. You know, if you look at my qualifying run, if you took my out lap in my first lap and that was my qualifying run, I would have qualified third or fourth. Yeah. But I just, I just, you know, I made a mistake and a mistake carries on that whole run and it just ended up, you know, it's only like a 10th or two difference that's between, it, between third and 12th. And that 10th yeah. or two mistake that I made cost me a 12th qualifying. So. I knew that I had to uh, turn it around and just get good points. It was lucky the way that things turned out with Hunter, um, you know, having his uh, little incident in qualifying. So I knew that no matter what, it wasn't going to be terrible for me in points, which was, which took a lot of the pressure off of me. Yeah, even you could have finished wherever you were with with Hunter uh, tagging the wall and qualifying starting dead last. You knew that you had that much of a gap on him, whatever was happening. I see that. That's a, that's smart. What about Road America? Let's talk about Road America a bit because uh, you know you, you I said you were tenth at one point, then you were like eighth, and you kept moving forward. Um, and then of course the big win on on Sunday morning. You know to be able to get back to the top of the top top of the box. Another. It's for me. It's just like it was like one of those. It's it re reconfirms again that you've got the speed to be able to win here, even if you didn't out of the gate. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think being being really self um, self reflective, I think one of my my strong traits as a driver is being able to just put my head down when things aren't exactly perfect yeah. and diagnose exactly what I need in the car to get that last little bit of time. And it was just every session we got a little bit better. You know, I'd come in and talk with Dominic Cape um, and we'd decide on what to do with the car. And every time it was like, oh, there's a tent, there's a tent, there's a tent. And then by the end of the weekend, we had the best pace of anyone going one, two with me yeah. uh, winning and Darren second, you know, we, we definitely had the car to be in that, that second race. So it was, it was a huge confidence boost to get back on the podium after those two little bit rough results though that fourth place you know had i had another lap could have turned into a podium on uh on in race one at road america but 
it was definitely a it's just definitely a good weekend to get back on top. Let's talk about the team dynamic with it with uh, Dominic and Nicholas Cape. You guys, you mentioned Darren Keene, your teammate already. Darren currently fourth in the points. Uh, again, he had a rough run uh, with some contact in the opening race at Road America, but came back and finished second to you uh, in a Cape Motorsports one two. But you've also got young Reese Gold, and I know you you kind of probably know Reese a little bit from karting, but of course you're running in senior. I think he was probably in in like the like the mini Swift class <laughs> at that point or, or junior, right? Uh, he's going for. He's only 14 and you're 20. I think it was Darren. Like is Darren 19 yet? He's either 18 or 19. Right. And then you yeah, got Darren's 14, 19, 19. Then you got 14 year old Reese. I know you guys get along pretty good. How is the dynamic? Cause, cause Reese has had a good run so far this year. Uh, it's, a, it's a good dynamic in the team. I have a lot of fun. Um, actually at the last race, we did a, a little bit of a, like a, a fun social media thing. I haven't got to post it yet, but it's going to be coming out decently soon where we did, what's called the whisper challenge. And, uh, what it is, is you have headphones on and you have to like put them on blasting volume. So you can't hear anything. And then, uh, like we, uh, we would say words and then whoever has the headphones on would have to repeat them back. Just leading, reading the lips. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, it was a good bit of fun. I think uh, everyone's going to find it find it funny when it when it gets out there. But I have a lot of fun with uh, both Darren and, and Reese. Darren, obviously, is always pushing me on track to be better. And I'm always learning from him and his experience. And Reese is, uh, you know, he's improving every single race. And he's, he's done a really good job this season of just finishing all the time and getting good results, just always improving. So we have a really good... Um, a good amount of banter and a good time under, under Cape Motorsports. Good. That's awesome. All right. Let's take a couple more questions here. So we've got what another uh, four weekends still to come Toronto, mid Ohio, Portland, and of course, uh, Laguna Seca. Is, is there one of those events you're looking maybe more forward to than, uh, than any of the others? I'm, I'm really looking forward to both mid Ohio because we were really strong at the test and, um, and Portland because I got to race there last year. So both of those I'm really looking forward to. Toronto, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, you you guys were fast at St. Petersburg as well. So it's a bumpy street circuit. So at least you know you're probably going to have a decent baseline. Yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I think we always have a good baseline with Kyle being so strong last year. Um, but but for sure, you know, I'm really looking forward to Mid-Ohio being my my home track um not too far from home so it's just a short drive up there and uh and as well as portland because i really enjoyed portland as well last year again folks episode number 20 of the road to indy insider talking to Braden eves the driver of the number eight machine for cape motorsports out of uh, ohio 20 years of age uh we're what it's the july the second right now we're right close to july the fourth here's something i want i want you to think about this Braden. where you are now you know mentally uh as a driver Let's go back 365 days. Middle of last year, you're talking about the fact you were dealing with, of course, you know, the, the illness that you had. Uh, you were trying to figure out what, what you were racing. You were driving different kind of cars. How much different are you now than you were last year? Oh, my gosh. It, honestly, I can't even – oh, my gosh. If you told me a year ago that I was going to be here, I, I don't even know what I would have said, to be yeah. honest. I mean, to be able to go with Cape Motorsports just like – the the absolute you know pinnacle team in USF 2000 they've won so many championships um you know if you would have told me I was going to get the team USA scholarship you know everything is just 
took a 180 degree turn from last year where things were just kind of really, it was a rough season, you know, and um, to be able to come back from it, it's just, it makes it feel that much better. As, as a driver, where do you think you are? You know, I, I love talking to, cause guys, you know, in, in karting, as you know, you got to be at this super high level. Your reaction time has to be so good. You have to plan certain situations when you're racing there. You have to be smart. You have to be patient at top level national karting here in the U S. So you had that particular race craft and mindset. Uh, how much different are you as a driver? Do you, like, let's go back to just testing or back to you know, St. Petersburg. Do you just feel that you've elevated your driving, working with the guys and everything? Oh, absolutely. I mean, Cape Motorsports has done so much to like, to, to just, just to develop me as a driver. I mean, you should see <laughs> if I miss an apex by, I swear to God, like three or four inches, Dominic looks at me like I've just killed a man. <laughs> Yeah, I've heard that before. <laughs> they 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 push me for absolute perfection and it helps me so much. Um just there's that accountability that I put on myself obviously and they put on me to to get every single tenth, every single hundredth out of the car. And they're just so good at what they do. So okay, let's do this then. Before before we jump into the fast five questions that I have for you here, uh, a forty one point lead now over uh, over Hunter Macaray in the points. You go further back, another thirty two back uh, to Colin Kaminsky, another ten back from Colin to your teammate Darren Keane. Um, you're in a really good place in the championship right now, and I and I know that I'll probably set this up for you because I can guarantee you that that Dominic and Nicholas will not let you get off the throttle. It'll be just push, push, push the whole time. Is there is there some level of more relaxation? Not much, maybe relaxation, but you feel a little bit like, hey, you know what? At least I'm in control of my destiny now. Yeah, for sure. You know, I just uh, I just got to make sure that I've, I'm finishing races all the time. Um, obviously, knowing what Kyle did last year, kind of it kind of changed my mindset a little bit going into the season because yeah. I knew that if I, you know, if I just drove the best I can drive and I don't make mistakes that I can, I can go in and win. And, um, it's just, uh, at this point, you know, I want to get as many points as possible and try to like lock it up early, but you know, it's, it's only half season and anything can happen. So I'm just going to put my head down and focus on, on what I do and that's driving and doing the best job I can possibly do. And, um, hopefully things work out. I know you'll want to get to the NTT IndyCar series one day. Is there, is there a driver in the program right now in IndyCar that you might look at and go, man, I want to, I want to pattern myself out off of that guy. Um, uh, well, I think like Spencer Piggott, um, a lot of the people that are like, uh, Patricia Ward, Colton Herta, all the people, the you know, the younger guys that have went up through the road to Indy, I look to as as inspirations. You know, that's yep. the that's the point I'm at and I just gotta, you know, run through run through the ladder and um, you know, hopefully someday I can drive in the series and you know, that's just it's always been a dream of mine and it would just be incredible to drive in the series. Right. I hear you. All right. Let's, let's jump in. I got some questions for you. Let's jump into the fast five. We do this on ecartingnews.com. 
Uh, I'm also, I'm going to kind of, because you're in USF 2000, I'm going to do it kind of the EKN style, but we'll add, add a little extra as well. Uh, but here we go. Here's our fast five. Braden Eves, are you ready? I'm ready. Question number one. What was your first cart? Give us some detail. Oh, oh gosh. I think it was it some off-brand cart. cart. It was a kid cart. So it was a 50cc Comer, basically a weed whacker engine. Yeah. And it was blue. It was actually the number eight, if you believe it or not. Which and I had a black helmet. So people called me the eight ball. So I, I don't think things have changed that much, to be honest, Rob. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Okay. <laughs> All right. Question number two. And I'm gonna, I'll, this will be a two-side because you're in the cars now as well. Question two. What is your favorite cart track? And then I'll ask you what's your favorite car track so far. But start with your favorite cart, cart track. Um, if I had to nail down one, you could probably get a different answer out of me in two months. But yeah, I really like um, Newcastle. It's I've had my biggest ever win at Summer Nats in 2017, coming from 17th yeah. to 1st. And that was definitely a really memorable race for me. So I definitely have to say Newcastle's up there. Miller Motorsports is really enjoyable to drive. And yeah. Super Nats, you know, they change it every year. But if I had to nail down my favorite track from Super Nats, um, the last year at the Rio before they went to the Westgate was a really fun track as well. I like I like that. I love that layout. I love calling the races at that layout. Now, what about your favorite car track now? You've obviously been doing some racing for the last couple of years. Is there What, what car track is your favorite? I like Road America. Um, other than the outside curbs being a, a little bit violent for my liking. <laughs> Especially those uh, it, light USF 2000s. They bounce those cars around, doesn't it? Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, they do. And uh, I don't know. It's just there's something about that place, the atmosphere there. I was there watching last year, and it's just like it's in the middle of the woods, and it's just like the weather's always amazing. The track is super technical, and if you make any mistake, it can cost you like three or four tenths because there's so such long of straightaways. Yeah, yeah. So it's just – I, I definitely have to say Road America, especially after that win <laughs> at the last race. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So again, that kind of segues into question number three. What's the biggest win in your karting career? I think you've already kind of mentioned it, but what's the biggest win in your karting career? And then after that, your biggest win in your car career? My biggest win in karting, yeah, as I said, was uh, Summer Nats 2017 at Scusa Pro Tour when I went. Um, and there was like a 65 cart or 70 cart field yeah. from 17th to first. And, and not only did I come from 70 to first, I actually had an incident in the pre-final that put me back to 40. So I passed like 40 carts in the, what, what was it? Like 40 laps, um, yeah. through the pre-final and final to win that. And that was, uh, that was a huge win in karting. And then but in karting. car racing, I think it's kind of tied that win race one at Indy, that battle with Hunter and the last, the last two laps was absolutely so rewarding, Yeah. but also, you know, my first win in F4 in my second weekend ever has definitely got to be out there. So I can't nail down one, but I think Indy this year was definitely so rewarding for me. It is the speedway. No doubt about it. I get it. Uh, question number four. Here's one that you can, this can be carding. This can be cars, whatever you want. But question four is who is your biggest rival? Mm, I think uh, this one doesn't take too much, um, too much looking into. I think Hunter definitely is my biggest rival right now. Um, me and him are just so close all the time. He's always on the podium. 
I'm always on the podium and, and, uh, you know, we just, we're really competitive. I think if you asked him, he would probably say the same thing, but I'm just really competitive with him. So. (laughs) All right. All right. One more last question. The fast five, who has been your biggest mentor or influence? Over the years, I was, I'd, you know, I'd have to stick by Jay Howard. You know, he was there in the last couple of years for me in karting and helped me get into formula cars. And to be honest, if it hadn't been for him, I don't know if I would be racing formula cars right now. You know, I don't think that I knew exactly how to transition or how to go about anything. And he was that, that person that, that showed me the light and got me in that first car race. So he definitely, I have to attribute as probably the most influential person ever in my, uh, in my career. Nicely done. There's the fast five, Braden Eves, again, the USF 2000 point leader now here in the road dandy. Uh, well, we're done, Braden. That's awesome, man. Well done. Uh, final thoughts, uh, ready to go to Toronto or what? Oh yeah, I'm ready. I was actually, I'm literally on my SIM computer right now doing this interview, but I was just practicing Toronto on the SIM. So I'm ready. You're ready to go. Yeah. Well, well done. Well, listen, thank you very much for joining me. I appreciate it, Braden. Thank you so much, Rob. Guys, another name that you need to watch out for here in the road, Dandy. You've heard me say this over over the years, the 10 years that I've been announcing USF 2000 and, of course, the entire uh, road, Dandy, presented by Cooper Tires. This is one of those names you need to watch out for because he is on the move, working his way up, following in the footsteps of other uh, top uh, American carters like Oliver Askew, like Kyle Kirkwood, as we said. Braden E's most definitely one to watch. Point leader right now in USF 2000. We're done. Another edition of the Road to Indy Insider is wrapped up. We thank Braden for joining us. And, folks, lots more to come. Toronto coming just around the corner. We'll have the breakdown the week after the event, and I'll make sure that we hook up with another one of the top drivers here in the Road to Indy. Thanks for listening. My name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.